0: Hi, I'm Laura.
1: Hey, I'm Stefan, and you're listening to Attributed, a podcast library by DreamData.
0: The purpose of it is to store and share all the knowledge that we have gathered across DreamData employees through our LinkedIn lives, podcasts, and webinars.
1: The typical topics you'll find here can be stuff like marketing, sales, B2B ads, operations, social
0: selling maybe, the topic of forever. Are cookies dead or not? <laughs> so it's gonna. Today we're not gonna clarify that forever. I know that everybody is going to ask for which party cookies are dead and all that kind of stuff. So pop your questions in the question section. We're gonna answer a lot of them today because I know you have a lot. And like detailed questions are good too. I've got one from Amr already that we have prepared. I know you're gonna watch the recording so when we say first, third, no party cookies, whatever, what kind of questions do you guys have? Pop the questions in the chat so I know that there are live people with us. What what are your thoughts? Maybe we're going to answer them while we go. And while we're popping your questions, so we've got a guest together with us, uh, besides Lars. So he's like the often guest of our sessions. But today we've got Bian from Cookie Information. But I'm a little bit wondered. Nobody's asking any questions. Please, somebody post something in the chat so we know that we're live. Like, so this doesn't go wrong. Like, can you somebody just say hello? Like, before we introduce Bjorn, that we have, it seems like
2: we're moving in LinkedIn. So, but
0: somebody, like, give us something in the chat so we know that you're watching us.
3: Say hi. Yes, Hey,
0: John. Thank you all right <coughs> we've got this
3: thank you guys
0: <laughs> perfect so now over to you Bjorn. Yeah,
2: <laughs> thank you we're live so Bjorn,
0: okay, who I'm are alive, you okay. what
1: does cook, cook
0: information do
1: welcome yeah th- thanks for the invitation um looking forward to it and all the questions uh my name is yeah. brian um i'm the content manager copywriter cook information um we live just next door to you guys so uh it's <laughs> fun being here Um, What do we do? Yeah, we uh, develop software uh, to keep websites and uh, mobile apps uh, GDPR compliant when using cookies um, and hopefully also other tracking technologies. So uh, I'm here today to answer some of the uh, more, I think, maybe legal questions or questions about what cookies really are and what they do. And uh, I'm going to try my best. um, And as also said to you, Laura, in the beginning, I've been a teacher for many years, so I know how to deflect questions I don't know the answer to. So be prepared.
0: Perfect. That is, yep, yeah, fantastic. We're looking forward to that. The question that we got before the session from Amr is actually going to go to you, but that we're oh. saving for a little later. And we already got some questions taken in. We're going to answer them as we go. But to start with, we're going to have a chat with Lars. So to have proper attribution and measure marketing, you have to have proper tracking. So what is proper tracking,
3: Lars? Cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, before we start, maybe let's prove that it's not computer cookie as well. Okay. So, We're yeah, going to have a, a cookie. cookie. <laughs> it's
0: like there Now you mean. can track me.
3: Now I'm <laughs> going to track you, Laura. Which
2: party is it?
3: I'm going to track you. <laughs> yes. uh, that is definitely a first party cookie, that one, I would say. <laughs> that was
2: good. Um, that was good.
3: So, yeah, I mean, in, in the business we are in, uh, we try to help a company to understand how their go-to-market efforts work. And a fundamental part of that is keeping track of who is doing what. So that's the tracking part. And uh, you say most of you out there who, who are listening to this are probably using a lot of different tracking technologies on your website uh, and maybe in your apps. Um, some of it, like Google Analytics, is probably the most well-known one. Um, so that's a tracking technology. Um, if you're using something, something like HubSpot for building your website, of course, you also have tracking technology in there. Um, most marketing automation platforms provide some kind of tracking technology. So the purpose there is really sort of try to, you know, you meet somebody on your website or in your app, and then you try to hold on to that person for as long as possible to know what they did uh, so that later on, When they do something meaningful, something you care about, like they enter your sales pipeline or um, you sell to them, you can go back and figure out how do they actually get that customer.
0: And now you've mentioned some of the things like HubSpot's tracking, Google Analytics tracking, and so on. And so what's, in your opinion, optimal tracking for, now we're talking B2B, so maybe we could just stay here. What's optimal tracking for B2Bs?
3: I think like some of what we care a lot about is that you can connect the tracking data um, with the business results that you're seeing. So I think that's very important. Which is also why, for instance, we're not using Google Analytics tracking anymore ourselves because that you you can't connect the tracking from Google Analytics with, say, for instance, your CRM. At least it's it's doable, but it's a very big project. So we prefer something like HubSpot tracking can work really well. Um segment.com has a tracking solution. Um, there are other solutions out there like Snowplow or Rudder Stack, and there's a bunch of different tracking solutions you can use. And I think the most important thing is really that it collects the data and it gives you access to sort of quite granular raw data that you can use to integrate into other systems. Mm
0: -hmm. What do you use at Dream Data to do tracking?
3: So funnily, we actually use uh, segment tracking. We have, like in our product, we also have a tracking uh, solution, which is very similar to segment. But uh, we started uh, before having developed that tracking solution. So we're still using segment tracking for our own tracking purposes. But it's a very similar solution.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. Björn, now we're going to throw the cookie over to you. So can you explain to us what types of cookies are there?
1: Oh, uh, what type of cookies are there? There are many types of cookies, actually. Uh, cookies are actually a, a very old technology. Uh, beginning in 1994, I think it was from Netscape who developed the technology to be able to uh, remember when you switch between pages. So let's say you have an e-commerce and you, you go to the a product page and you put a pair of shoes in the basket and then you go to see a pair of pants and then, the page the next page forgets that you put your pair of shoes in the in the basket. So that's what cookies actually do. And 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 Netscape developed this technology actually to to try to remember between sessions what, what you did and what you saw and and push information between So you, you wouldn't be a blank page every single time. Nowadays or for the past 10, 15 years, cookies have been used to have been used to to track a lot. And we've seen that with the Wild West of tracking. It's been used to track everything you do, cross-site tracking and on-page tracking used for social media, for personalization and for marketing especially. And that's why I think most of the people uh, are here today is to listen about what what cookies do uh, for marketing purposes. And there are a lot of different cookies, uh, first-party cookies, third-party cookies. Someone also mentioned second-party cookies. We got super cookies, zombie cookies, you name it. We got all sorts of tracking, fingerprinting, pixel, tags. But it all comes down to one one single thing. It's tracking. Whatever yeah. you call it, whatever whatever you call it cookies or you call the fingerprinting, tags, pixels, beacons. It just comes down to you gain access to information on a specific computer or in a specific browser, actually, to use that tracking. For different purposes. Mm Hmm. Interesting.
2: Yeah. Let's move
0: on to zombie cookies. No, (laughs) we're not moving on to
2: zombie cookies.
0: No. Tell me, Fian, which cookies are dying?
1: Well, so um, I think from 2020, Google said that third-party cookies would be gone in 2021. Yeah, And then in 2022 and now in Q3 of 2023, they keep pushing it because they're not, I don't think they're ready with their privacy sandbox yet.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So with many Mm -hmm. of Google projects, we we don't really know if it's going to live or it's going to die. You Uh all remember Google's bus and Google, whatever they were called, they just died. So hopefully they will bring something that is uh, both ensuring users' privacy, but also keeping the ad tech market Alive, because that's why Google are in the business.
0: But why do you think then third-party cookies should die at all? What's wrong with them?
1: Um, well, why should third cookies die? First of all, cookies, they're an old technology. Mm-hmm. There are better technologies now, as you also know. Um, I think it's a personal choice from Google to kill off third-party cookies because we have a lot of different vendors out there. If you, if you limit those people from tracking, you monopolize the market.
0: Uh
1: That's my opinion. Uh Yeah. Interesting.
0: And there is actually a question relating back to the part of other technologies. So why cookies haven't been replaced with other technologies?
1: It's just so easy to use cookies. And, and all the vendors that you, you, you use use cookies. Google Analytics use cookies. The GA uh-huh. cookie, for example, or the, mm-hmm. the, the eJob. I don't know. They, they use a lot of cookies. Um, and until now, you, you had to be really, really good back end wise to do other kinds of tracking. But I think they're coming, becoming more and more common, these services. And, and a lot of agencies can implement them for uh, SMEs. Uh, and if you're a very, very big corporation, say like Disney, you have your, your own thing going. Um, so why are cookies not replaced? Because they're easy to use.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And yeah, I've asked this like, what kind of cookies are going to die? But are all the cookies going to die?
1: That's no, like
2: no. One of those question <laughs> in my mind.
1: No, no, because we're, we're, we're talking about third party cookies, but... Uh-huh. Actually, we're pushing it to first-party data, All which right. is also just cookies. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, so now most people who use Google Analytics will know that uh, it's a, it's a first-party cookie because it's your website who sets the cookie. Although Google is a third-party provider or service. Yeah. So can you say
3: that again, Graham? Because I think so many people get this wrong. Just say oh, it one okay. more
1: time. No,
3: repeat it very Exciting. slowly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so Google, uh,
1: Google is a first-party cookies. It's a first-party cookie. Yeah, but Google is a third-party provider or third-party service. But it's a first-party cookie. Yeah, because it sets.
3: Oh, can you
2: explain the difference. Well,
0: okay. Why do people get this wrong? Then we are talking about first-party cookies, not third-party cookies, but, but the third-party provider. What? Tell me more. Yeah, I,
1: I don't. I don't think that. Does it really matter if it's a first or third party cookies? Because it's, it's owned by Google anyway. Um, uh-huh. And if Google is set to kill all third party cookies, they wouldn't they wouldn't include their own cookies in that set. Uh, so <laughs> it's more like that when you use third party cookies, <clears throat> they are set by third party providers uh, and, and this data is shared
2: uh-huh.
1: with those who buy it. Uh, first party cookies is your data. Like if you, if you know the, the term zero-party uh, data, yes. uh, if you ask people on your website uh, what kind of shoes they like or um, something personal that you can use in your marketing specific to them, that's data you own. Third-party mm-hmm. uh, data is also data you own, but you share it with Google, of course. Yep. Third-party data is just, uh, you know, tracking frenzy.
2: Mm-hmm. There's nothing
1: wrong with that. Because if 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 your users they consent to it, so you can track all you want. Yep. So it's Very. like going to the store and, and the clerk is asking what kind of pairs you use. You can you can choose to answer or not. Yeah. So there's for nothing sure. wrong with it as long as you just agree with it.
0: And now we're going to the question that Amr had. Did you have a comment to that?
3: Um no, let's go let's go for that.
0: Because now it exactly goes there what he asked to record in this session. How do am I do I make sure that people answer more and more what shoe signs they're using on my website, like accept the cookies? Is there anything we can do to get more people accepting?
1: That is uh, legal or illegal? Are you talking about like customizing cookie banners to? Uh, Very to, nicely, to- whatever
0: we can do to yeah. get. Better- tracking and people accepting
2: the cookies.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to be a real bore here and say I got a webinar with uh, the Danish industry, uh, the 28th of uh, September, where we're going to talk about a lot of data we collected uh, from from our clients and uh, from from own A-B testing testing on on this specific topic. Is it in
2: English?
1: Is it in English? I don't know. And we have to
0: make a new one on exactly the same topic yeah. in English. So yeah. look out for that. If that one is not in English, then we're going to do that. But please set the link into the comments for the webinar if anybody would like to join as well later when we're done. Lars, do you have any comments before we take mm. up a question? I think or we, two?
3: Can, we, can, we can take some of the questions.
0: Yeah. Do you like this one? I think you do. In high ticket B2B sales, where cycles are long and complex, late quality and ICP fit are really important to cut down. How can marketing track meaningful things impact wise to support the
3: scenario in a cookie less world
0: in a cookie
3: less world? So I think like here, when people say cookie, I think also Bjorn was talking about this cookies is like it's very specific technology, but most tracking solutions will use multiple technologies. So they'll write to local storage in the browser. Um, some people do things like fingerprinting, which is mm-hmm. not really legal in the EU. Um, but there are many technologies that are employed. Like writing to local storage is similar to writing to a cookie from a legality perspective. You still have to ask about it. I think it's, um, there is a such a cookie-less world. doesn't mean that you can't know what people that are in your world are doing. It's not the end of that. And I think most solutions you look at out there are pretty good at at holding on to people over time. As long as they're in your world, I think what has gone away is really the sort of the ability to look outside of your own world to say, hey, what did they do in the other shop over there? That's Mm. gone. And I think that's the third party thing is really, I think, especially Apple has spearheaded this sort of stopping this uncomfortable feeling of uh you know you go to one shop and then you go to the next shop and then they know what you did in the first shop that's not nice right?
2: yeah
3: um so Apple's was not really stopping the other thing which is i went to a shop and i came back the next day and then the shopkeeper remembers you know the color i like yeah. that's not gone
0: yeah yeah we can see that the webinar will unfortunately be in I think Santi wanted to say in Danish. So it's in Danish, but we're going to make one in English. And yeah, we'll make sure to inform you, everybody, about that one.
1: In case you don't speak Danish.
0: Björn, what is cookie-less tracking?
1: Uh, okay, so I think that when people use the term cookie-less tracking, they are talking about uh, using other method- methods for tracking than cookies. Fingerprinting. Okay. and. Uh, pixel tracking and, and other types okay. of web icons. something that is not stored directly in, in, in the browser or in local storage, something that you can do um, on the server side, uh, actually. So it, you, you, you don't place anything on the, uh, on the visitor's browser uh, settings or in local storage. Uh-huh.
2: Uh,
1: that's what cookies is a, is a physical form of tracking where uh, fingerprinting is more of a non-physical, uh, type of tracking because you just retrieve the data directly from the computer. You you, you get all sorts of, of data about uh, screen size, keyboard settings, uh, language, OS, everything. And the fingerprints, uh, browser fingerprinting, device fingerprinting, and it's uh, the third thing is called, um, I don't really remember, canvas fingerprinting, like a small pixel. It's, uh-huh. it's just... Your, your computer or browser is sending a lot of information about how it's the setup. And then when you, you come back the next time there is a and, and the, the, the server sees that the same kind of settings or something that is like the settings, there's a high probability that this is the same user. Mm, okay. So okay. this matching statistically to see if there is a probability and how high it is that this is the same user. And then it can yeah. use it to, to retarget, again, uh, the ads and the personalization. Yeah. So is cookies that- tracking is just other methodologies for tracking than, than using old cookies.
2: hmm It sounded like you had
3: a comment. Yeah, it's just I think the, the big sort of issue around fingerprinting is that you can't... You can sort of forget people with it, which is uh, what well, sort of a fundamental right in GDPR. Mm. There's a right to be forgotten. Um, so because you're you're sort of recording something, which is sort of you're able to identify so identify someone in a very precise way, which just makes it sort of personally personally identifiable. You can't forget people. So mm. fingerprinting is sort of a it's it's a no-go technology um, as I see it. Um, because it's, you can't forget people. No. If it's no. precise no. enough to hold on to people's yeah. identity, then it's, you can't deliver on the other promises of GDPR. I don't
1: know. No, no, no. And, and if you look to, to legislation like the, the e-privacy directive, which in Danish is, 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 has been the, the cookie law, or cookie girls, and, uh, and the GDPR, it's, it's not only about storing something physically, like cookies, on the browser or in the browser it's also gaining access to stored information. And that's fingerprinting. You, you gain access to some information. And then we can get into the discussion about, is this personal uh, data or is it not? Does it require GDPR consent? I think the GDPR is, is fairly uh, straightforward with this. Like personal data means any kind of information that can relate to a, an identified or identifiable person. Um, you know, like name and, and number, location data, online identifiers, cookie identifiers, like sort of anything that can mm. be to identify a person or together with other data used to, to, to combine to, to identify a person. Then you yeah. can get into all the talk about if you think that this is, this is personal data or if you would ever be able to know that this is Laura from Dean Dream Data or this is Lars. You can get into that discussion, but it is I think sometimes
3: people when they say cookie less tracking are also sort of talking about going back to a much sort of less granular form of tracking, which is just you know counting basically like forgetting the person even from page to page. So just knowing how many page views you have, so very fundamental data. So some like some of the tracking solutions out there that are cookie less, I would say are truly cookie less Mm. because they're not they are doing everything they can to forget the person from se- from they, not from session to session but from page to page right so they're just counting very basic things yeah and i i think that form of cookie-less tracking is i mean as this is it's very hard to use in a, in a marketing context yeah, except absolutely. for sort of counting very basic numbers on on your website
1: yeah yeah and and you and you can say that if we cannot use cookies or any kind of other tech technology because of legislation it forces us to become better marketers to write better content better copy better headlines better ads really limits a lot of companies in the way that they can use uh, tracking and they can use data uh, to to their marketing advantages uh, so it's it's a cons and pro, pros and cons in, the, in this context i really think
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and there are a couple of more questions in terms of cookie-less tracking and fingerprinting and stuff. If fingerprinting is not allowed in the EU, so if we go cookie-less,
2: what kind of method should we do more?
1: Is it me? (laughs) Pick, yeah. cookie, Cookie is just the umbrella term for all types of tracking. So uh-huh. if we look back to the, the, the e-privacy directive from 2002, I, I only think that cookies existed back then. Then it has developed to, to all these other kinds of tracking, like fingerprinting and, and pixels and beacons and all that stuff. It's never mentioned in the e-privacy. It's never mentioned in the GDPR what kind of tracking technologies that you can use. But the GDPR just talks about data. So whatever yeah. type of, of tracking technology you use, if you gain access to data, and if this data is labeled personal data, you need consent. And, and it's as simple as that. And uh, say, if you can get 65 75% of all your users to accept your cookies or other types of, mm-hmm. of technology, then you can model the rest. You can say there's a high probability that the rest of these users look just like the 65 75% that accept it and you can yeah. use that data to 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 make look alike uh, uh groups or anything like that so you can promote your your services or your goods
0: that's cool yeah, yeah. and now we're getting back to the same question that you got <coughs> muted on again so please don't get yourself <laughs> muted now so now you mentioned 65 70% of everybody who accepted cookies so is there anything that is legal, and I'm not going to say a word illegal, I just didn't say that. <laughs> what are the legal things that people could do to help better tracking, to get okay, people uh, to accept cookies more and stuff on their website?
1: First, first thing I would say, like, like if, if you care about privacy and you have a cookie banner and it, it's set up correctly uh, to, to block cookies before like, people accept or reject cookies, then the first thing I would say, you should always A-B test. Mm-hmm. You should always test whether this headline or that headline or that color works for you, how you describe it. Uh, we saw tremendous difference. <laughs> tremendous sounds like a Trumpian here. The big differences <laughs> when, we, when we changed a little within the uh, limits of the law uh, because you're not allowed to nudge or, or use dark patterns as, uh, as, as they are called. You're not, to hide, you're not allowed to hide the reject button, making it, uh, say, transparent or low contrast or anything. You're not allowed to, to, to trick your users into accepting. Uh, but you are allowed to use different colors. Uh, so mm-hmm. we've seen that with the Danish Data Protection Authority. They have a case against the company, and they say, well, you're not allowed to hide the reject button or make it low contrast. In their own example, they use, I think, blue and, and, and green colors, or blue and red uh-huh. colors, you are allowed to change them. But every case is individual. So I would... <laughs> Switch the well, colors,
0: if... accept the cookies in red. <laughs> it's like, yes, always. Is that legal?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it would be legal. Also, you, if you have company colors or, or like brand colors, say uh, uh-huh. HubSpot is orange. Why shouldn't they have an orange accept button? Uh-huh. As long as the reject button isn't transparent, untransparent, and like, you know, hard uh-huh. to see. So uh-huh. yeah. So I guess, I, I guess that, that using colors and using different colors to 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 mark or signal what is accept, or reject is not illegal per se. But it's illegal to to use it to your advantage to trick the user into doing something that they mm-hmm. don't want, like like the classic example of dark patterns. I get so yeah. But there are differences to be found. But say, um, although we found that some configurations prove better generally, it, uh-huh. it cannot be said that one specific uh, website wouldn't get low results with this configuration because it's you know there, there are a lot of confounding variables in this. Mm-hmm. Is this a B2B? Is this a, a public institution? Does this have a good reputation, a bad reputation? So it
3: mm-hmm.
1: all comes down to to who you are and your website but on the 28th of of september i will reveal all the secrets to tracking mm-hmm. and, and, and getting good content so so please join um, i i think it would be in danish but if it's there is an danish, event, I, said I, it was in danish but
0: you it. promised us an event in english so we're gonna okay. redo the secrets in english and yeah. you guys are coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, so That's we can have cool. all the secrets revealed of how to.
2: That's cool. Yeah, sure, of course.
0: Any final questions? We are about to be on the top of the hour and there were some other questions. Click up, Lars. Yeah, go let's ahead. take this one. Yeah.
3: So this is like, is IP tracking legit? So I think it's similar to, to asking if cookie tracking is legit. It is definitely legit, but you have to ask people yeah. and similarly like uh so ip addresses are considered uh personal information so if you store them you have to ask people if you can do it
2: mm-hmm.
3: so i think yeah. in, in that sense this isn't about like tracking methodology is not being legit i think the fundamental thing here is you have to ask
2: yeah yeah
3: then That's you amazing. have and then you have to do a lot of other things like enable people to be forgotten give them information if they ask etc etc so i think this this of course is for for american listeners this is very sort of uh, gdpr um um specific but some of this also exists in 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 sort of the privacy laws that are being implemented in the u.s for instance
0: it will come
3: yeah sure
0: over to you too but when finishing this off, so now I've got an ask for all of you. If you want to try out to accept the cookie, besides this one, you can go over to Cookie Information's website, accept all the cookies, and DreamData's accept all the cookies and see what happens. <laughs> You'll be surprised. <laughs> it's like, Let me show you what happens. All righty. Bjorn? Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for this 30 minute session. I've seen people being very happy for the session. And now you have committed to reveal the secrets the next time after you reveal them in Danish. So we can do some English secrets as well. That is going to be at the end of September. High five. Thank you so much, everybody. See you guys. We hope you like listening to us. Subscribe to our podcast and the ones that we have been guests on.
1: And if you have any feedback for us, uh, just do let us know. And should there be a guest that you think we should be talking to, then like pitch us. We're looking forward to seeing you.